everybody. Welcome to our live podcast um, episode, I guess. Um, I'm waiting for Gabby. She's going to join me live. Hi, everyone. Okay, so the first topic that I think we're going to talk about for our live is going to be kind of like your relationships after um, your relationships after you have this baby and kind of what they look like and kind of the unseen struggles that you kind of go with. And the person who brought this up to me, her name is Samantha Drake, and she messaged me this morning about like a podcast idea. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so great. So I'm going to read to you kind of what she talked about when it comes to what she means when we say relationship like struggles or your relationships after having a baby. She says like having a child has changed like every type of relationship for her, which I totally agree. She says that she's, you know, lost some friends. Um, There's lots of excuses because of like hanging out with people with not having like you have a kid and they don't. It's hard. She says it changes sometimes how family reacts to you as far as like they have different parenting styles than you do. Um, It comes up like even with just random people like relationships with strangers is like there's lots of mom shaming. And all that kind of stuff. And then also your roles between your husband and your wa- and wife, like their responsibilities and how like your housework and um, like how housework goes. And then and arguing over like things not getting done. She also says like how being a stay at home mom really takes a toll on like depression, anxiety. And, you know, everyone always tells you like you're so lucky to be at home with your baby, which everybody agrees. But at the same time, like, it is difficult. Um, And she just says, like, this is something that she really would love to discuss with other people to kind of see if it's just, you know, who else is having this issue? And if you are, like, to talk about it, you know? So, like, Gabby, um, what do you think, like, oh, what are some struggles that you've had with any relationship? So, for me, that's really a key thing with, you know, the depression and, um, not having many, you know, I, I, I have friends. I don't want to sound like I'm a loner. I do have friends, but it's very different having mom friends and having friends because you don't, it's just different. You, you have different topics you want to talk about. You know, you have your baby who's, you know, all my friends are, are super good with, um, Rowan, but when it comes to having mom friends, it's just it's different. So I totally, totally agree with um with her with that. That it's just a different it's just different, especially staying home. Um, you know, yeah, being a yeah. stay-at-home mom is definitely, you know, I know we're super blessed, super, super blessed to be able to stay home with our kids. And I know some moms who, you know, work are probably thinking, yeah, we'll try and work and then, you know, come talk. But it's it's a different, it's a different struggle because you are, you're alone. You have, it's you and your baby and your husband's working. And especially if you don't have a lot of mom friends, you are by yourself 99.9% of the time. So it's definitely a huge, huge struggle. So, yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Like, um, I feel like Gabby, you had Rowan a little bit older. You were older than me when I, versus like me having Ellie, I was mm-hmm. 
too when I had Ellie. And I feel like, so we're still in like the college age. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like if I could have, you know, if I would have had a baby just a little bit older, um, like, like now a lot of my friends are getting pregnant and, you yeah. know, getting married and stuff. And so it's like, I kind of was like a little guinea pig of my friend group for sure. Um, mm-hmm. but I do notice like I've lost, I've lost some friendships and it's not like anything negative as far as like they, we live different lives, very different lives. And yeah. it kind of like, it made me sad a little bit. Cause it's like, like, I don't, I'm not mad at anybody, but at the same time, it's like, oh man, like we, like, you know, we just live different lives. And so like just yeah. accepting that. And I think it is really helpful to have Timmy, you know, because like in, in the end, like he's my best friend. And so yeah. like, I like no, like this sounds bad, but like in the end, if it's just me and him, then it worked and then it's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. I definitely think friendships have changed. Um, if you guys have agreed, go ahead and share in your, um, uh, in the comments, like what you guys think about the whole friend first friend relationship after having a baby. Um, what about like you and Chris, Gabby? Like, did you guys have some struggles? I mean, you don't have to share this, but if you want to, did you guys have oh, yeah. some struggles like dividing up housework and, you know, dealing with like you being at home and him working, you know, like what kind of talk about that a little bit? It's definitely hard, especially when we first had Rowan. I mean, obviously, you know, with, you know, having Ellie, it's a huge change. So it's, basically like it's a whole new life and you're trying to learn this new little person who you know is new to everything and you're new to everything and it was a struggle in the beginning because Chris I feel like I would always say you know nothing in your life has changed everything in my life has changed so it was hard because Mm -hmm. that was the majority of our arguments because I was like you know you get to go out and I'm stuck here by myself so we definitely fought not like I hate you, you hate me, but just we did have our differences because it was just hard. You know, yeah. that was oh. the hardest part. You're learning a new life, basically. Yeah. And he works like on and off nights, right? He does three. So he does three months on nights, three months on days, and that's changing throughout the year. So, and that's hard too, because how do you keep mm-hmm. a freaking eight-month-old quiet when he's sleeping and then she needs to go and nap and she's still in our room so it's okay yeah yeah it's definitely a challenge yeah I mean you just have to kind of learn each other and I feel like I feel like Timmy and I have just kind of started getting a little bit of a groove of like like I'm gonna need your help with a chore like just pick one yeah because I can't do them all you know Mm -hmm. and like so, like, I mean, he's kind of been designated. I don't know if he knows this, <laughs> but he's been designated like the dishwasher. Like, uh, he does. Timmy, you're the dishwasher. Timmy, you are the dishwasher. Um, just because it's that's one task, like, I know that he can do, you know, because sometimes, yeah. like, putting clothes away, like, where does all my stuff go? I mean, he could probably figure it out, but then I'd probably go back in and rearrange everything. Like, mm-hmm. cleaning the dishes, there's only one right way is to get them clean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's one job that I know I can delegate. And that's also been a problem is making sure you delegate to your significant other, you know, like that's yeah. also hard for us as moms and especially stay at home moms, you know, like when you're a working mom, you're kind of like, dude, I'm gone for 40 hours of the week. So guess what? You're yeah. going to have to 
you're gonna have to fold the laundry. You're gonna have to do this. You're gonna have to do that because I am working, you know? So like as a part-time mom, working mom, or like a, a full at home, stay at home mom, you're kind of mm-hmm. like, well, I have all day. Like why? Like I can get these all done, but it's like, yeah. wait, you forgot that you're taking care of a baby the whole time too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or like a toddler, a toddler who destroys like a room in seconds. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Like, literally, Ellie can, like, bring out every single toy and have this room, this living room, just destroyed. And, like, then somebody comes over. I'm like, I promise I had this clean, like, ten minutes ago, but it was playtime, so it's not clean anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're fast. They That's are. Sure. Um, what was the other relationship? Oh, with your family. Um, I don't have any negative... Um, Um, I don't have any negative things to say about my family on either side. I feel like everybody has been pretty understanding or like not like, I wouldn't, I don't know if they are judging me, they haven't shown it. So that's like good, you know, (laughs) but like, as far as parenting, you know, I only get like praises and stuff from, especially from my mom. I feel like she's like my number one fan as far as, um, um, as far as like my parenting style and the way I'm trying to, you know, raise Ellie. So I really think that I don't have much of an issue. I don't know about you, Gabby, but. Yeah, I think our moms are pretty, I mean, they are sisters, but I think they're pretty similar when it comes to that. I don't, I mean, I think you and I are both pretty close with our, with our families. Yeah, absolutely. So like, I would be really interested to hear somebody who has struggles with um, family members not respecting their wishes of, as their child, as they're parenting their child. Um, Carlin, you said that somebody commented, but I just can't see anything yet besides um, people saying they can hear Gabby. So, Carlin, if you want to shoot me a text to tell me um, who added to this comment um, on this topic, just shoot me a text. Um, and I'll just keep rolling right now. But um yeah i do want to hear like if any of you guys have had struggles you don't have to name names or even like anything just kind of what struggles you guys have had regarding like your parenting style so yeah well until it pops up i'll just keep kind of going um and then we can always circle back you know so what was the other topic um let's see oh i think i got someone saying that Carlin sent me a message. Let's see what she says. She said that Kaylee said she has PCOS and she wants to have a baby. And that when she mentioned having a baby to her husband, he freaked out because she was afraid of everything, that everything's going to change. He was afraid. Okay. She also doesn't have support from her family other than her grandma. Oh, Kaylee. Well, that's you, hard. You've been adopted into this family. We will support you. Um, <laughs> As far as having PCOS, I would love to, like, um, hit way more on that topic. Um, but, like, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, so, like, I only know so much about it. Um, so if, Kaylee, you want to share kind of what they've told you PCOS is for you, like, just let us know. But as far as, like, your husband or your, um, yeah, your husband freaking out, I hate to say it, but it's so normal. (laughs) It's so normal. Right, Gabby? I mean, yes. even, like, having it be planned. Like, I was talking to a friend the other day, and they had found out that she was pregnant, and they have been 
planning to get pregnant and he still freaked out. Um, I just think it's a guy thing. Um, you just have to be able to communicate with him and let him know, like, um, this is something I really want. Um, and I, I mean, I know it freaks you out, but I'm going to need you to pick the positive things about it. Like, you know, let's, let's be positive about the situation. Um, and yeah, everything, things will change. Absolutely. But change is not always bad, you know, like change is good, especially when you're bringing in a new life and adding to your family. So I don't know, Gabby, do you have anything else to add about that part? I totally agree with you. And um, again, for moms, it kind of comes natural. It doesn't really happen for a guy until the baby's here. So um, it's, and even then. it's normal for guys to kind of be distant and really not want anything to do, you know, with not really hands on with the pregnancy or and, until the baby's here. And then once the baby's here, it kind of it's like, dang, you know, this I helped create this. This is mine. So that's it's normal. Yeah. Um, I'm just messaging Carlin. I'm gonna have her just keep me updated. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm glad that you do have support from your your grandma. Um, she's gonna have such good insight to give you um just because, you know, I'm sure she's raised a few on her own. Um so just take all the support you can get. And if you ever need extra support, like always reach out to this page. Like I want this page to like, yes, it's um to announce like which podcast is next and get ideas from you guys, but it's also like a support group, you know? Um, so yeah. Let's see. Um what was another topic, Gabby, that we thought about having? Uh, was it the uh, working and scheduling? And Yes, was it was. It? Yeah, that was one of them for sure. So if you are a working mom, um, go ahead and send like, go ahead and send me like, kind of like what your day, a day in the life of you working kind of looks like as briefly as you can. Um. And I'm going to wait as you guys do that. So start typing about like kind of if you work, kind of what that looks like for your family. Um, but Kaylee did let us know that PCOS is where her hormones are all over the place. And it makes her um, not be able to have a period. Which would be hard to get pregnant if you don't have a period because you don't know when you're ovulating. So that makes sense. She also says she has to be on home hormone meds and it makes it a lot harder to get pregnant. Yeah. I could imagine because like you're when you're on your period, then you ovulate and you drop that egg. And if you're not having periods, then you're not ovulating and you're not dropping that egg. I so, actually yeah. have that. I you have what, that Gabby? Too. I have that too. Okay. Yes, I do. I was tested for it right before I had Rowan. I got diagnosed with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And PCOS. So it is possible. Yeah. So it is possible. It is possible. Um, Kaylee, did you hear that? So Gabby was diagnosed with PCOS as well be right before she got pregnant with Rowan. And I also know um, my friend Kyla, who is also in this group, hopefully she joins. She has PCOS as well. And um, I'm not going to share all her details. I don't know if she would want me to or I haven't talked to her about that. But basically, she did get end up getting pregnant with Ember, her little baby girl who's so cute. Um, but maybe she can come on here and kind of talk about her 
um, pregnancy life journey too. So yeah, hormones or hormones, they're just so important. And it's like, I I'm excited because I'm going to have a doctor, um, come on to this podcast and talk about, um, regulating your hormones and how to do that and kind of like what it means when they're messed up. So I'm really excited for her to come on. I don't know if I even told you that Gabby, did I tell you that I got some, a doctor to come on? Yeah, that's awesome. I remember you texting me and I, um, I was super excited. Yeah. So that's going to be really cool. So guys be thinking of questions that you want to ask. Um, her name's Dr. Chisholm. She's an MD and she's had six children of her own. So yeah, I'd be thinking questions to ask her. I mean, I have a, a ton already, but like the more the merrier. So, okay. Back to the working mamas. I don't see anything yet. Um, I was gonna, Carlin says establishing a routine is so important and it gives a sense of certainty uh, for our day. Okay, so Carlin didn't say this, someone else did. It gives a sense of certainty for their day. Um, oh, mom said this. Whoops. <laughs> so mom says, yeah, routine. Gabby, do you have a routine for um, Rowan? Yes, we have a very, I, I had her on a routine at like two months old because I read everything was like routine, routine, routine. So I would have like a strict, which has gotten, as she's gotten older, more lenient, more lenient, but, but um, I do try to keep her on a routine and I think that at least it helps her sleep and it helps. Yes. Helps just Absolutely. so. Um. No routines are super important and it's important to find somebody like, like me, I work part-time. So it's a really nice that I have my mom and my grandma to watch Ellie. Cause I know that they keep the routine. Um, like somebody, I remember it was, I think it was Jocelyn. She asked me, um, she asked me if like, I was ever worried about leaving her with somebody just in case like they wouldn't follow the routine. And I was like, oh my gosh, if somebody does not know what a routine is with a baby, they shouldn't be watching your baby. Like, <laughs> means they have no idea what a baby is like because everybody who has a baby knows that routines are so important. And if you want to have a good time while this baby's in your care, you're gonna follow that routine, you know? Because <laughs> it's like a little bit like life or death, honestly. <laughs> like, if you're gonna make it through this day or not. Um, but yeah, so Ellie, I like I you mentioned um Gabby that it helps her sleep and this and that, but you don't make it like you don't stick to it like super strictly. And I do think that's important for like times when you um you know might have something else going on. Like you might have to stay out later, you know, El you know, you might have to put them down 30 minutes later cuz you're out doing something like and then if you give them that little 30 minute hour leeway then they get used to that and then they'll still sleep you know mm -hmm. have you yeah, like have... go ahead there's been a few times where my sister and i went up to georgia and i think rowan totally totally had like no naps yeah. and she was a mess but the thing is is that i have her so used to going to bed at like 6 6 30 that regardless if she's had three naps or she's had no naps she's kind of programmed to go to bed at that time so yeah. it's 
the best advice I can give to anybody who has a baby, who hasn't had a baby or struggling with sleep, whatever, is to start a routine and to start it yesterday because it will really, 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 really help. Yeah. And I think like, Gabby, I feel like you do a really good job of your routine because you posted on TikTok at like a day in your life. And I saw that you peeked at Rowan and she was still up in the crib, but you shut the door and you let her stay in there for a little bit, you know, like, because you never know, like they might just need some time to wind down. And just because they're awake in their crib does not mean like, like, don't feel bad because if they're not crying, then they're not, they don't feel unsafe. They don't feel sad. Like if they're just playing, it's Mm -hmm. so good for them. Yeah. And she's gotten to the point. I mean, in the beginning when, you know, we were first doing the, starting out with a routine there would be some nights where you know this might be a bad mom move but she would cry and I I mean obviously she wasn't hurt she wasn't in any physical distress but I would let her sit in there for a little bit and now she loves laying in her pack and play in her crib and she'll talk and sing in there and it's just her little comfort zone so I think it's just you know it's it's good for him yeah and it's not a bad mom move so Stop that. It's not, if, if your child's not in danger, it's not a bad mom move. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's something that's going to help. Um, it's going to help in the end. So that was so great. Um, my mom also said, um, she sometimes it's a routine for you too. And is that not truer than true? Yes, that is very true. Sometimes, like, if Ellie's off, it ruins my whole day. Yes. Like it I, makes me uh it makes me like crazy. I agree. I love I love her naps. I usually clean and get stuff done during that time, so it really helps. Okay, it was so funny because when I watched your TikTok, you were cleaning. And I during Ellie's nap today, I was napping. Well, like on like laying down watching TikTok. And I was like, dang, I wish I was up cleaning. But I was like, you know what? There are days where I do clean and there's days that I rest. And I think both are important and both are good. And I'm sure, Gabby, like you don't clean every time she goes to bed. You know, this just depends on how you feel, you know? I do, Cadison. I'm so bad. I clean. You do clean clean every time? I do, but I wish I wish I was napping. I wish I was. There's sometimes, well, like I'll splurge and I'll play on my phone. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. be better. Oh, I'm gonna be better. I I think it's so funny that you say you splurge and you play on your phone because literally, I would say sixty five percent of the time I'm napping when she's napping. I need to start calling you and being like, Addison, help me not clean. Help me. I need you to tell me, Caddy, get your butt up and start cleaning something. Like, (laughs) which place? Okay, so we're gonna take a poll on here, and if you descend, like, um, if you nap or if you clean, who cleans most of the time? And it's healthy, whatever. Like, I'm sure, Gabby, when you clean, it helps your mind, and that's important. I think it is. I think it's like a stress relief. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I feel better when my house is clean, but also like I'm a person that needs sleep. And so it's like a necessity. Um, okay. So, oh, someone else said that time with your significant other is so crucial. I think mom said that. 
And that is super, super true. That is very true. Like, Timmy and I definitely need, like, more like we need to like take more time out to spend time with each other um like we do we do our movies and you know we do this and that but like we have to like work on it because sometimes we get so lost in the motion of the day like he's working i'm working and taking care of ellie we get home we're exhausted we don't even want to have a conversation because we're just so tired like but we need to make sure we keep and we do we need to make sure we're pushing through that and like continuing to work on each other and spend time with each other you know that is true that's important yeah and i think it's crucial to make sure you spend time as a family too like the three either how many kids you have like for me it's the three of us like i think the three of us it's important that we all do things together um as often as we can you know what do you think gabby I agree. It's important for um, the relationship and it's also important for, you know, the kids to see that mom and dad have a strong relationship and that, you know, especially for, you know, daughters and especially sons for, you know, her to see dad, you know, courting mom and taking, you know, mom out on dates and for son to see, you know, how a man is supposed to treat a woman, et cetera. So, yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Especially. So when they're getting older, it's to, if we're, if you're all doing things together, they can see how you treat each other. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. good point. Good point, Gabby. <laughs> um, oh, mom says that it's aunt Stephanie's curse on you that you have to have everything clean. <laughs> I was sitting here with my mom and she's laughing. <laughs> oh my gosh that is so funny i mean i feel like like just the other day i was saying she said that she got home from running errands with dad she quickly unloaded the dishwasher and then went and picked up landon i'm like okay so the fact that you decided to unload the dishwasher with your only five minutes of your time to yourself like that's the last thing i would have done was unload the dishwasher like with my only five minutes of free time I don't know. I always remember Aunt Leslie's house being clean when we were kids. Mom, what do you have to say to that? She thinks that um, she remembers your house being clean. I we used to hang out in the basement and everything was cleaned. <laughs> we also kids, so like I don't think messes ever bothered us, you know, if it was messy. Um, okay, so someone also said, talk about stressors for mamas. Um. So what's not a stressor? That might be an easier list. <laughs> yeah. What are some things you guys go ahead and make some comments? What are some things that um stress you out as a mom or um even soon to be moms? I would say my biggest stressor is kind of is when she's out of her routine. I think I've gotten a lot better. But, like, when she doesn't nap, I have to rearrange my whole mind, my whole day. And I immediately go to, like, okay, so she didn't nap. So if she didn't nap, then um, she's going to have to eat earlier. And then if she eats earlier, then um, she might not eat enough because she's not going to be hungry. And then she maybe she won't even sleep good because she didn't, you know, tired babies don't sleep well. And, blah, blah. and I go, like, on this big old tangent. And that is definitely, like, some postpartum anxiety for sure. Yeah. I think I think mine was getting sick. 
that's like I'm terrified especially with Rowan having RSV had to take her into the ER and nowadays people have like no they just come up and touch your kids hands they give them kisses on the cheek and it's like I just that's like I am a very anxious person already so that just like puts me over the edge especially at church like people just come up and like oh look at her little hands and she's a thumb sucker so yeah. they touch all over her hands and she puts it in her mouth. So yeah. that right there, that is a big, her being healthy, just staying healthy. That stresses me out. I just want her to be healthy because nobody wants to see their kid hurt or sick or in pain. Right. And especially right now with um, RSV season being like super crazy. Yes. That uh, stomach bug and everything else going around. Yeah. You said you had the stomach bug just recently, didn't you? Yeah. I was so afraid she was going to get it. And she didn't. No, she didn't. She actually, I mean, she usually does pretty good. She did get COVID. We all had it, but. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah I feel like Ellie's immune system is just so much better than mine. Probably because we're so run down and tired. <laughs> yeah. But like, we also give them, we get, I give Ellie vitamins daily. I don't give myself vitamins daily. Yeah. Like, I'm lucky we- if I get to brush my teeth. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know. This might be really TMI, but y'all literally I like went like I I think I went probably a week without brushing my teeth when I first had Ellie. Like I just <laughs> it might be too TMI. I mean I brush them now all the time. Sorry, Carlin, don't like shoot me. But um no, I would just be so tired and like I was I had I had pretty I mean I would say I had I had pretty bad postpartum depression. Um that's and, me. I mean, go ahead. No, I'm, I, I was right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like the last thing I'm gonna do is do anything for myself besides lay in bed. You know, like I'm gonna yeah. give all my ener- energy I have left to her, and then I'm gonna not even. So, like, mamas, take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Even yes. if it's the last thing you want to do, brush your teeth, take a shower, like. And people who are friends with moms, aunts, grandmas, grandpa, like, help them take a bath that day. Help remind them, hey, why don't you go brush your teeth and brush your hair while I sit here with the baby while she's sleeping. And when you come back, she'll be right here when you're you're back, you know? Just little things like that is, like, is a mile. It's, like, it's a game changer for moms, for sure. Yeah, and I feel like with your first one, I mean, I don't know how you were, um, Caddy, but I know with Rowan, I didn't want anyone touching her, but my mom. I didn't want anybody helping me, but my mom. I didn't even want really Chris doing really anything. I was just so, <laughs> I think you and I were very alike with postpartum depression. I don't know if Aunt Leslie had it. I know my mom said she went through it, but, um, or if it's even hereditary, I don't know. But I struggled so bad. And, you know, looking back now, it's like with my next one, things that I stressed out with with Rowan probably won't even bother me with my second one. I'm just going to be like, oh, you want to hold her? Go ahead. Take her or him. Or I think with your second one, you're so much more, you're just used to it and you're so focused on your first one still that your second one is just like, okay, he's, they're eating dirt. That's okay. The first one's over here. You know, you're just so consumed. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it'll be different with the second one, but I, I don't know. You might just be a little bit more lax and you might accept yes. his help. Yeah. Um, 
who knows? We'll find out if we have another one. You never know. Um, but yeah, I think that there's some things like I don't I think mom, she had her first babies were two of us who had colic. Like I feel like anything is better than that at the beginning, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I would have been yeah, I don't I tell her all the time, I don't know how she did it with two. I don't know how she did it with two. And mom said she, well, it's kind of like you, you just, you have to, you have to do it. You know, this baby has to live, but you know, I think dad, my dad had to be really hands-on and I think Mm -hmm. she had to let him because what was she going to do when she has one, she's nursing one and the other one's screaming at her. Like, you know, that you have to let them help. So yeah, I think that's one thing if I could tell new mamas is like, if you have a hard time letting the dad help just because, you know, like their dads, like. They don't have the same instincts that we have as mothers. They, they're they more the providers, but like, just let them do it. Let them do it their way. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. You know how many times Timmy's changed Ellie's diaper wrong, like at the start? Or like yeah. how he like would, I don't know, like button her onesie over her pants, like instead of like under <laughs> her pants. You know what I mean? Just, like, That's hilarious. You have to let it go and you have to be like, okay, it's, they're on. The pants are on. So who, you know, who cares? It doesn't matter. Her diaper's on. Who cares how he did it? It's fine. Yeah. You know, like, oh, you didn't use cream that one time. I think it's going to be all right. You know? (laughs) Yeah, that is true. But it is hard in the moment. I will say that. It's hard in the moment, but. Okay, let's see. Um, Do we have any other questions? I don't even know how long we've been live, so maybe about 30 minutes. Um, Someone said, I think, when to call the doctor. Um, Do you mean, like, when when your kid's sick, when to call a doctor? Do you mean, um, like, when to call the doctor, like, to find out when you're pregnant? Oh, when your kiddo's sick. Okay. So, when to call the doctor when your kid's sick? Um... That's a good question. I'm I don't I'm not going to say like I'm we are not medical professionals, so definitely like check with your pediatrician and ask them um when would be a good time to call you if I'm worried about my daughter or my son being sick. Um I know like my doctor, I'm able to text um text her or like send her a video of Ellie's cough and be like is this worrisome and she would say um, she would say, yes, that cough sounds super croupy. Make sure I'm going to go ahead and send over a steroid, blah, blah, blah. So like, I'm pretty lucky because I'm able to just do that. Um, but like, if you're, I mean, I know for sure, like one thing I didn't know is that babies have higher temperatures. So if a 102 temperature for um, like a grown adult is not going to feel the same way, um, as a baby having a 102 temperature, like a 102 temperature for a baby is considered like more of a low, low grade, not too terrible of a temperature. Did you know that Gabby? Yeah, I used to do. So before I had Rowan, I was, right? Yeah, I did pediatric. I was a triage nurse. So you, okay. I'm gonna let you talk. I don't even know why I'm talking. Go ahead. No, that's no, it's true. Like that's as far as like when to call, there's never a stupid question and there's never a wrong time to call. If you think you yes. you know your kid best. So yeah. I would have parents call about stuff that was 
anywhere from a temp issue to vomiting to my kids poop smells funny. What do I do? So if it's, it's hard to say when's the best time to call. Um, because like I said, you know, you're going to know your kid the best and, um, yeah, there's really never a wrong time ever, unless it's just, Hey, you know, they seem off. But again, you know your kid best. So it's right. just, as far as fevers, one of the doctors I worked with always said, as you know, your kid could have a temp of 103. As long as they're not symptomatic and as long as they're not lethargic acting or um, fussy or acting as if they're in pain, you don't have to give Tylenol or you don't have to give any Motrin. You can kind of let them fight it off themselves. So that always stuck with me. And I try to do that with her um much as possible so i like when you said like so they said like the anxiety of when to call so like if you have anxiety and you want to call you call your doctor call that's what they're there for (laughs) yeah if it's gonna make you um if it's gonna make you feel better then do it if it's gonna heal your mama heart and help you relax then do it yeah um for sure gabby i'm so glad you were able to talk on that yeah, we yeah. even had doctors who were moms, and they would call and say, "I need. What do I do?" And it's like, "Aren't you a doctor?" But it's your yeah. kid, so it's different. You know, you, you everything's new. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, that's. I mean, when in doubt, like you know your kid best, like Gabby said, and I think that's awesome too. But I had no idea about the temperature. Like she had a 102, and I was freaking out, freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And I called Timmy's mom because she's a nurse too. And I was like, Ellie has a 102 temperature. Like, do I need to take her to the hospital? Like, <laughs> do I give her medicine? Like, what do I do? And she was like, actually, like, 102 isn't terrible for a baby. Like, especially, like you said, yeah. if they're not symptomatic, they're just kind of chilling, you know, chilling. Um, so, yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. Um. All right. So if I don't, I don't know if I see any more people saying anything. Gabby, do you have anything to say? Else? I think that's it. I think we covered a lot tonight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, we've been on for like, I think Carlin said like 40, 45 minutes, which is awesome. I think it's so to get talking and you just kind of talk about things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think this went really well. Hopefully next time we can, we'll have to test the waters and try to figure out how um, to get Gabby to join on the actual video. Um, yeah, this was, I'm so this glad. was my fault. <laughs> oh, stop it. No, it's not your fault. Um, no, it's not your fault. I should have been actually better planning with you to let you kind of know the idea of like everything. So it's no, it's not your fault. I think that um, we'll play with it and um, we'll get, get you on. And uh, Carlin said she can only join on an iPhone. So that makes sense. Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but that's okay. So next time Gabby can come on. And I hope most, um, more of you guys are able to comment and interact with us. And yeah, I think this was actually really fun. It was. I had fun. Okay. So thank you guys for joining. And um, if you didn't catch this live, You'll be able to hear the podcast. I'm going to go ahead and get it all ready and post it tonight. So you guys will be able to hear it. So thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.